She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 288, eight steps to launching a podcast and three mistakes to avoid when doing so. Hello and welcome to She Did It Her Way, a podcast dedicated to helping you launch a business that allows you the freedom to create from anywhere, design your own schedule in a way that supports you, and pursue what it is that lights you up. I'm Amanda Boleyn, your host, and it is time to do it your way. If you find yourself feeling stuck, consistently not taking action on your goals, or find yourself encountering imposter syndrome more than you'd like, let me tell you it has to do with mindset. I invite you to join my free five-day, five-minute mindset reset challenge and discover how to easily reset your mindset in just under five minutes and take control of the second half of 2018. The challenge begins August 20th and you can head to she did it her way podcast.com forward slash mindset to register and to learn more about the challenge. All right, friends, are you guys ready to dive in to what to consider before launching a podcast? And if you are dead set on launching a podcast, here are some tips that I recommend you doing and some actionable items that you can take to launch your podcast. So let's dive in. When I initially launched She Did It Her Way back in 2015 in January, the landscape when it came to podcasting was very different than what it is now. You could easily build a business just off the basis of starting a podcast because the industry uh, wasn't as saturated as it is now. There are tremendously a lot more podcasts um, when you log into iTunes today than there were three years ago. And a podcast is essentially a medium. It allows you, your business, um, to be able to be an extension of your brand and to share a message. And before, your podcast could become a business. If you look at John Lee Dumas, he started his business with a podcast in the beginning and has built up a tremendous following and then started offering products and services. If you look at She Did It Her Way, She Did It Her Way is a pretty similar journey in that of I started with a podcast three years ago. And now with the podcast, we have our annual summit and we have our monthly membership. And I'm planning on adding a couple other things before the end of the year as well. So I started with the podcast and then I built the business around the podcast. And now I'm transitioning into she did it her way as the focus and brand and business, right? Where now trying to start a podcast without any sort of business behind it or strategy of how you're going to integrate it is going to make it much more difficult. So some of you have reached out and asked me if I would do a episode all about starting a podcast, what to consider. And so here we are. And I'm sharing everything that I share with other people when they ask me about how to start a podcast, what to consider. And there are a couple key mistakes I think people miss when they just start a podcast and don't think about it. So Mistake number one is they don't have a clear understanding as to why they want to start a podcast. Starting a podcast is not an easy undertaking. To do it right, it takes a lot of time and energy to plan, to launch, and to sustain the podcast. The mechanics of launching and running a podcast are easy, but it's the consistency and getting the right process in place that allows you to keep going. And especially if you're a one-person shop, it can be a little daunting and overwhelming. And so you have to ask yourself, do you want to start? Why do you want to start a podcast? Is it because it sounds like a good idea or you think that your business would be more successful if you had it or what feeling or outcome 
will come with launching a podcast that you are thinking it's going to provide for you. It can be easy to jump on the next thing. Even I've been guilty of that. I came into 2018 wanting to create videos on YouTube because everybody else was doing it and because video was or is the next thing. And Maybe I still might launch one, but it isn't a priority right now. And I realized that I wanted to start one because I thought it was the next thing and everybody else was doing it. I got swept up by it and I just immediately thought that I needed it. So if you are considering starting a podcast, I want you to ask yourself why you want to do it. Really know the reason why you want to start one. So that was the the first mistake is not having a clear understanding of why. The second mistake is the lack of knowing exactly how it fits into their overall marketing strategy. Because a podcast can rarely be a business in, in these days, and it is now become a medium, and it always has been a medium, but Again, like I said before, the landscape was quite different three years ago, five years ago, six years ago than it is now. So you have to ask yourself, what role do you want the podcast to play in your overall strategy? Now, if you intend to start a podcast and have a plan to build products and services around that long term, then that can that is a strategy that leads into an overall business. But starting it for the sake of starting it without some sort of strategy might wear you down because like I said, it is a lot of work and you have to keep up with it. So going back to how it fits in your overall marketing strategy, you want to ask yourself like how will it eval- how will it um, elevate my business and what I'm trying to do? How will it help me create more customers? If you look at Jenna Kutcher with the the Gold Digger podcast. It was a, which by the way, she's awesome. And she has been on the podcast. If you haven't tuned into her episode, make sure you do. I will link it in the show notes. It was a brilliant move for her to add podcasting as another medium for her because she has already built up this incredible network and influence over the past six to seven years as a business owner. And she already has her followers and it was easy to pivot into podcasting and use it as a way to position herself even more as a leader and leverage it as a marketing strategy for her courses, her challenges, anything that she is working on. If you don't quite know how podcasting would fit into your overall strategy, then I encourage you to create a plan where you know how the podcast will fit into your overall strategy. How do you see it playing a role in the first six months, the 12 months? How do you want to leverage it? How will you use it to grow your business and to expand your products and services and provide even more value to the people that show up? So now the fourth one is that People are not clear on exactly who the podcast is for. And this goes for tuning into the podcast and the types of guests that they want. And again, all the stuff that I'm sharing with you is everything that I've learned over the course of the three years. And I hope that I know that I hope that this is a value because I've learned a lot of mistakes and lessons from being a podcast host and building this where the podcast is now an extension and no longer just the business side of she did it her way. Um, This is really the part when it goes not being clear on who the podcast is for. This is where you really want to get specific about both of them. Who's it for and who is going to be a guest? If the podcast is an extension of a business that is already existing, your company or brand, then you can just simply use your company and brand to determine who you want to listen and what types of guests that you want for your show. Maybe you don't even want guests. Maybe it's going to be only you and or you and a co-host. If you notice lately, I'm doing more solo cast and spending one episode a week doing a solo cast and one episode doing an interview. But really define and outline who you want to listen and who can be a guest on the show. 
So again, the first mistake is not having a clear understanding as to why you want to start a podcast. The second is a lack of knowing exactly how it fits into your overall marketing strategy and the role that you want it to play. And the third is not being clear enough on who the podcast is for and who do you want to tune in. Okay, so now that we talked about the mistakes, and I don't say all of this to discourage anyone or you, I share this information because I want you to make a fully informed decision and better understanding of how it fits into your overall business and marketing strategy so that you're doing the right things at the right time to help grow your business. And these are all things that I wish I would have known before I launched She Did It Her Way. So now on the flip side, let's say you're at a point that you're still team, launch a podcast, you're ready to do it. Okay, so let's dive into some actionable steps you can take, assuming you know why and you vetted out who's tuning in, all that good stuff. Uh, but let's go a little bit, di- di- dive even deeper. My goodness. Wow. It's Monday. Okay. Um, well, actually, no, it's not Monday because I record these before. Anyway, okay. That is also another part of the strategy for podcasting. But number one, I want you to figure out what is your strategy? How will the podcast benefit your business? How will it help you add more value to the people tuning in? How will you either monetize it and or add to your bottom line? Will you promote your own challenges, courses, products? Will you work with sponsors? What is the revenue strategy, whether like it, whether it's indirectly or indirect or directly? Directly might be you have sponsors that come on your show, right? That's direct spot. That's direct monetization. Then you have indirectly where you are promoting your online courses and your products and your challenges to work people into a funnel so that you can later on serve them up value in the form of, let's say, a course or like Her Way Society, whatever that might look like. So one, number one is define your strategy. Number two get really clear on who you want to tune in. We just talked about this in the mistakes. So again, go through who you would want to be a listener of the podcast. What problem are you helping them solve? What are you what are they gaining in gaining from tuning in? Number 3, which number 2 and number 3 go a little bit hand in hand because depending upon who the podcast is for, you'll then determine what content you want to serve up and how. So really define your content strategy. Do you have content buckets? I use content buckets for um, all the solo cast shows that I produce because there are three specific content buckets that I use. And so once you define the buckets, then that really helps you hone in and focus on the topics and subjects of content that you want to produce for solo cast in this case. Um, if you're bringing guests on who are the type of guests you want to bring onto show, onto the show, so making sure that you're bringing the right people on to serve the right audience that you've niched down in, or like I said, maybe you're doing solo cast shows, or maybe you are doing a combo. The point is you want to be really clear on who you want to tune in and the types of guests slash solo shows you want to produce, um, and so you know the exact content you want to deliver. So that's number three. Number four is determine the structure of the podcast. Do you plan on launching an episode every week? Maybe it's every other week. Maybe it's twice a week. You could do what John Lee Dumas does and he launches, I think, five to seven a week, which is the crazy insane. I That's incredible that he has that much stamina. Stamina, that is amazing. Um, but it, you just have to figure out what works for you. And 
you just decide what day do I want to launch it on? What time do I want to make sure that it's launched on? Is there a certain time length that you want to aim for? People ask me about this all the time. Like how long do you aim your interviews for or your solo cast? And honestly, I tell every guest that comes on the show that it's not about length of time as much as it, as much as it is about the value that you guys get from tuning in. I can have a really great podcast episode that is 17 minutes long and the value is so out of this world. And I can also be on a podcast interview with the same amount of value delivered, but it might be twice as long. So I don't look at the length of time necessarily. I do pay attention to it a little bit, but I don't, there's not a specific thing that I aim for as long as the value is being delivered. Number five, this is kind of a catch all bucket. Uh, Maybe it should be called like the tech bucket or something. But in this bucket, then I want you, you determine the name of your podcast, write a description of what your podcast is about, typically three to five sentence long. You can create a podcast logo, create a like dream list of 10 guests that you would like to come on your show and email them and set up a time to record the interview. If you're doing solo cast shows, again, you can create content buckets and use them to expand your content and create for your solo shows and start outlining them and go through a revision process, whatever works for you. Highly, highly recommend batch as many interviews as you can together um, because you become the bottleneck in the process. If you are not conducting your interviews or you're not recording your solo shows or whatever that is and looks like for you, then you become the bottleneck in the process. And I've shared this before, but in the beginning, I would do interviews every single day of the week at any time of the day. And now looking back, like that just seems insane to me because it's not productive, it's not efficient. And so I recommend batching. Let's say you are doing this in the evening. I would still try to batch and do three shows um, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Like really try batching them because you're gonna save yourself a lot of time and energy when it comes to producing and doing the interviewing. The sixth thing, this is more of like preparation for a launch. This is something that we didn't do it. She did it her way. I wish we did at the time, but it wasn't, it was um, an afterthought. Um, You can do this. You don't have to do this, but by doing so, you can help create buzz around the launch of your podcast. You can get people interested. You can even create a Facebook group if you want. And that way you can, again, you're just creating more buzz. You can go and create a landing page and start collecting emails, which be sure to create some sort of lead gen so you can give value to people who are signing up to be part of your email list to get notified when that podcast goes live. And it just really helps get people excited ahead of time. You start to build that relationship with them. Um, And again, it doesn't, don't overthink it. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be really simple and easy. And it just is another way to get people excited. And the reason why you would do that is because when it comes to actual um, launching, it's so now I'm going to I'm moving into from six to number seven here. So number seven is tech and launching. So when it goes into launching, assuming that iTunes is still the way that it is when when we launched, um, they need to approve the podcast and it could take anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. So know that when you're scheduling your launch and apply for it two days prior to the launch date that you've set to ensure that you get approved in time. And when you're approved, you can then send out messages to your email list, your Facebook groups, and encourage them to subscribe and leave you a review so that you can then begin to build that credibility and iTunes and more people can find you as well. Part of also the tech, so recording interviews, 
people do this so differently. Everyone's different. You can record the interviews through Zoom. Um, Zencaster, Zencaster, there is a monthly fee, but you can do some audio editing right there, which is also nice. Uh, you can use um, Audacity to record solo shows. You can use Adobe Audition to record my interviews. I use a software called Ecamm, which is about $20, $30. You install it on your laptop and then it is accompanying with Skype. So I get on Skype with the guest and then we chat a little bit in the quote unquote green room. And then I press record on Ecamm afterwards. It downloads it into an MP3 file. I upload it. So now file storage, I upload it. We use Dropbox and then Kim, my VA goes in and does everything that she needs to do to produce the show. She's amazing to produce the show and to make sure that it is in there on time. You can obviously also use like Google Drive as file storage as well, whatever system and process that works best for you. As far as microphone goes, um, you can use Apple headphones. They're totally fine. It's especially if you're in a crunch. I know I use that. I use them in the beginning days, like really, really early on. I then graduated and now I use a blue Yeti mic. It's about $160. It's awesome. It's great. And then um, as far as creating your intros and outros, Really keep your intros anywhere from 15 to 45 seconds max because your listeners are tuning in and hearing the same intro every week, even though you're still getting new listeners as well. Um, but I would recommend keep it, even try to keep it on the shorter side, which I think there's times where I, I think she did her ways can be a little bit shorter. And so who knows that I may update that in the next few months or weeks or whatever have you. Um, so keep that in mind. And the actionable steps to create intros and outro is write what you want to say. Make it as something just to give a listener, pretend that it's the first time they're listening. Give them a high level, quick snapshot of what they can expect by tuning into your podcast. Then you want to find license free music. You can easily Google this. Um, there's a lot out there. So it can become, it can uh, easily, you can easily become distracted when you're listening to music. So one of the things that I would do is really think about what is the vibe that you want to put out? What do you want people to feel when they listen to your podcast and let that feeling be the guide, the guidance when you go to listen um, for at these music samples to decide what do you want for your show. Then um, you can easily use Audacity, which is free. So you'd open up Audacity. You would then record your you speaking, whatever it is that your intro is. Then you would open up your second uh, you'd open up the second file, which is the music file, and you would lay it over each other. And then you can adjust the audio. You can cut it. You can make it shorter, do whatever you want. And then all you need to do is just save that file as your standard intro. And that's what we do at She Her Way. And then you just repeat the process for your outros as well. As far as outros, you want to make sure you are encouraging people to leave your review, to connect with you. I would limit it to one, no more than two actions that you ask people to do because anything more than that, it can be overwhelming and then people just won't take action. Um, podcast hosting site. So this is where you host your, this is how iTunes and the hosting site, let's say, for example, communicate to each other or Spotify and hosting site communicate to each other. So you um, load all of your content in there and then that streams it and it keeps track of it. Lipson's a really popular one. We've been on, I've been on, um, she did it her way, has been on Simplecast since the beginning of time. I don't believe it's actually that quite as popular, but it's been working for us and I, I enjoy it. And it's the user experience is, is pretty easy, but those Lipson's a really popular one as well. So that is the tech and launching 
And now um, a little touch on sustainability. So the biggest thing when it comes to podcasting is making sure you create systems and processes in place. I use Asana for this. I created a template in Asana that I then copy and recreate for every podcast episode, whether it's myself or Kim does it. And then we can easily assign tasks to each other. There's deadlines and dates. So you can constantly know exactly where you're at in your workflow because of these templates, I've been able to outsource roughly 75% of the overall process, especially when it comes to the mechanics and things that I don't need to be in there. So I still control the content. I create the content for solo cast. I review all the guest submissions. I research the guests when I know that they're going to be a guest on the show. I send them the interview questions ahead of time. So I still have a little bit of interaction with the guests pre and post, but majority of the stuff is outsourced that Kim takes care of. I'll also sustainability, work ahead of schedule, batch those interviews um, and batch your solo cast productions, especially if you are doing this solo on your own in the beginning, batch as much stuff as you can to So there you have it, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you have any follow-up questions, just be sure to post them in Her Way Community Facebook group or comment on today's episode at shedidatherwaypodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you and help you clarify anything that you have questions about regarding today's episode. Otherwise, I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. For more information, check out SheDidItHerWay.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes and let me know what you think. Until next time, keep doing it your way.